Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Well, hello, Bestie, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today we are redoing a very popular topic. This time I'm titling the episode, Stop Paying for Bullshit Again. This is probably the fourth one of these episodes I've recorded. Uh, We update it every time we hear about new bullshit that people are paying for, that they shouldn't be paying for, and that warrants a new episode, but we also rehash all the other bullshit that's already been discussed on the podcast because we always have new listeners and they need to hear it. Okay. So the first thing that people need to stop paying for is overpriced registered agent services. So this was prompted from a Facebook post. I just saw a few weeks ago, someone posted, Hey, I have this auto charge from, I don't even remember what the company was. I don't know if it was LegalZoom or Inkfile or a different one, but I got this auto charge for $300. What's it for? Right. And everyone chimed in and they said, oh, that's your annual registered agent service. Because when you use them to set up your LLC, you check a box that says, do I want them to be my registered agent? It's an easy yes, easy upsell for them. But they charge every every website's a different amount. I know LegalZoom used to be three hundred dollars per year. I haven't looked in a while. Some are a hundred, some are two hundred. And what does that get you? You ask. Beats me is my answer because I'm still not really sure what they do. The purpose of a registered agent, if you're not aware, is to receive service or process for you in case you're ever sued. You can do that yourself. It's a little bit scary, but someone, you know, just comes and hands you an envelope of legal paperwork, you know, to let you know that you've been sued. That the being sued part is scary. The getting the paperwork part, not, you know, scary on its own. Um, but your registered agent your registered agent also sometimes, at least this is what they tell you they do, is they receive important mail and documentation. So important mail meaning like when your LLC needs to be renewed or you need to pay your franchise tax. Um, but I just don't really see much benefit in that, like, cause a lot of stuff falls through the cracks. I think you're better off just being your own registered agent and getting your own mail, keeping, we call it a compliance calendar. We teach people how to create one, but it's essentially just a calendar with a list of all your renewal dates on it. So at the end of the day, you are the CEO of your business. You'll, you are fully responsible for everything. You might as well keep on track of these things and not rely on other people to let you know when they're coming up because shit always falls through the cracks and you just need to know it yourself. So the time where you would want a registered agent or where you do need one is if you form an LLC in a state where you don't live, which we don't normally recommend, but maybe you've temporarily moved and you're going to go back and you don't want to move your LLC then you would need a different registered agent apart from yourself because your registered agent has to have an address in the state where your LLC is formed. Um, also, if you're like a digital nomad or you know you live abroad, you need a registered agent in the state where you form. Very important. Um, but there's typically no need to pay more than $100. There's places that do this for $50 a year. Um, so don't pay $300 a year. You don't need to unnecessary. I don't think you're getting anything for your money. Um, 
Similarly, we have another story from our friend Chassie. I did a whole write-up about her in our book as a case study. We love Chassie. She's a fellow San Diegan. Hello, if you're listening to the podcast, Chassie. Um, but she went through Unfuck Your Biz, our group program, a couple years ago. And she initially came to work with me because she got a bill for like, I think it was like around $3,500 from the state of California for past due franchise taxes. And what happened was she formed her LLC on LegalZoom. Like, right, you, you pay for it. You answer a few questions. They form it. Like, bada bing, bada boom, end of story. Your LLC is formed. But um, they either weren't notifying her about certain compliance tasks or they were notifying an old email address or they went to spam. Um, it's also possible that Chassie saw them and deleted them because she didn't know. Who knows? I don't want to entirely put the blame on LegalZoom. But regardless, she wasn't aware that she needed to pay her annual $800 in franchise tax. And this is also the problem when you use these computer computer systems. They don't at least from my experience, they don't do a great job about notifying you what you need to do to maintain your LLC. They only form it, right? They don't tell, tell you what you need to do to maintain it necessarily. So she did not pay them for several years and her bank account ended up getting levied by the state for all of her past due franchise taxes. I don't really know how that works um, because we've had other clients who've just had their LLCs involuntarily dissolved for the same reason. Like they didn't pay it the state just dissolves their LLC. Other folks end up getting their bank accounts levied. Both We've seen both happen. But either way, um, this is a big reason why I don't typically recommend these online filing websites. Because the LLC formation part, the like go to the secretary of the state and form the LLC is not that hard. I mean, people can fuck it up because like one of the questions is, are you a member or are you a manager? Well, most people don't know the difference between those things. So you have to select the right thing. Like this makes a difference, right? We had another we had another student who called themselves president. Like when they opened their bank account, they said they were the president. Uh, and then they ended up having to close their bank account and open a new one because LLCs don't have presidents. Corporations have presidents. LLCs have members, right? And it's totally understandable that you wouldn't know this because this is like a class that we take in law school. But um those are the kind of mistakes you can make forming the LLC on your own. But I don't think that the online filing services really make it any easier. And they also don't notify you again of these ongoing compliance tasks. So you're better off either hiring someone to do it for you or even better, just getting a helping hand. Obviously, you can see we're biased because we have a program like we have programs to sell you that basically answers all these issues. But we have programs to sell you to answer these issues because they're issues that we've seen need to be answered. So we create programs that actually solve all of these problems that we're bringing up. So we teach you what you need to do, how to do it correctly, and then what you need to do after the fact to make sure that your LLC doesn't get dissolved or you don't end up getting your bank account levied. So that's my rant on that. We also have spam. You got to be really, really careful about spam um, on the LLC, like speaking Continuing on the same path that the LLC, as soon as you form the LLC is after it's approved within about a week, you're inevitably going to get letters saying that you need to pay for this. You need to buy that. They're pretty much all scams. The most popular one, the one we see for pretty much every single client and student that does LLC formations are letters on labor law posters. So if any of you have ever had a traditional W-2 job where you go into an office Typically, in every break room, you're going to see the big posters that have all the meal, meal break, 
meal break laws on them, overtime laws, all that kind of stuff. Those are actually legally legally required. Um, I don't know exactly what the law is. Like your HR, our favorite HR experts could probably tell us, but I think it's fairly vague and just that um employees have to have notice of these laws and they have to be easily accessible. Like we have all of ours in a Google Drive folder that we give folks access to and they start working with us because we don't have a physical office location. But if you do, typically you'd hang the posters. And so you have these private companies who send you these very official looking letters that say, hey, you need to buy these posters. It's $150 and people pay for them because they think that they need them, but then they don't actually have anywhere to hang them. A, and B, like you can get them for free from the state website. Um, like you can get the digital ones for free. I think they do charge you to print them, but they basically, you know, sell them like at cost, right? So you don't need to pay an arm and a leg for these stupid posters. So that's a popular scam. We see a similar thing when we file trademarks for people. So we've actually had to incorporate this into our not really our onboarding process, but more of our offboarding process. So after we filed the trademark, we let um, our clients know, hey, you're going to get these letters about like registering your trademark on this particular website. It's not a, like it's not an official thing. And it's for like $1,500, which is totally outrageous. So you don't need to be paying for that. Um, we have, if you visited our website in a while, you know that we have these fun little characters all over our website. We call them gremlins, right? Our legal and tax gremlins. We have Mansplayed Michael and Litigious Linda. And maybe I need to create like Scammer Sally or something like that. We needed to design a new one for all of these people who are basically preying on business owners who can't keep all this shit straight because like, how could you? Our small business blueprint that you go through when you form your business entity has 14 steps in it, right? We have uh, form the LLC, get your registered agent, get your DBA if you need one, your EIN, your business license, file for your S-Corp, open your bank account, each one of these steps has different requirements in every state. And then there's, you get letters that think it's, you know, a step in your blueprint, but really it's just bullshit. And we don't want you to fall for that. And it's really hard to kind of differentiate between what's legit and what's not legit, right? So that's why we tell people and we try to warn them about the scams. We also have another piece of bullshit is forming your S corporation too early. That's bullshit because it's going to cost you money. It's not going to save you any money. I talk a lot about S-Corps. We're not going to dive into what they are, how they work, and how they save you money on this podcast episode. You can listen to some previous ones. But S-Corps only makes sense once you're able to put yourself on payroll, pay yourself a salary, and still have profit left over. Most folks should not be forming an S-Corp their first year of business unless they are already pretty certain that they're going to have a big book of business starting out. So maybe you're leaving another job and you're taking a full client roster with you, or you have really good referral contacts, you know what, or you're um, buying a business off of somebody else, right? Or you're, you know, you're like buying a wedding venue. And with that one, like you have to get, you have to get like pretty well booked to even be able to cash flow the business. So in those cases, it might make sense for the rest of us, you know, where we have more of a, like a three-year journey to get to making like a decent monthly rate, then the S-Corp might not make sense until that third year or the fourth year, or maybe never, depending on what your goals are for your business and how quickly you are going to grow it. So those are just a few areas of bullshit where we don't want you wasting your money. You need to be very diligent about what you're spending on. I know that most folks 
are not eager to spend a ton of money on the legal and tax solutions in their business, you do need to. There are certain things you, like you got to file your taxes. And if you need a tax repair to do that, it's a wise business expense. If you need a trademark, definitely hire an attorney for that. But there are a lot of other uh, pitfalls you can be making when it comes to these investments. Um, the last kind of bullshit thing I wanted to talk about was spending a lot of money on overhyped tax deductions. This has been my favorite rant of the past two months. Just don't do it. You see these TikTok things that are like, do this, do that. It's going to save you a ton of taxes. Most of them are bogus. Um, or they, or I would say they're legit advice in narrow circumstances. But the advice is often given in a very blanket manner to think that the circumstances are not narrow, but rather they apply to everyone when in fact, that's just not the case. If there was some like magic bullet that's going to get your tax bill to zero, I promise you we would not all be hiding it. Me and all the other tax professionals would be telling you about it because it would be the easiest way. If I could tell all of you, come hire me, we're going to cut your tax bill by $5,000. Like I would be like, what's that expression? Shooting fish in a barrel to get clients. Now, the truth is, if you're a six-figure business owner, we probably could save you five grand in taxes by forming an S-corp and doing some other savvy tax strategies. But still, it's not magic, right? Definitely not magic. So be careful. Don't go out and buy a G-Wagon or buy 15 computers or some fancy equipment so that you can get tax deductions because all you're doing is you're draining your bank account in order to like save 20% on whatever it is that you're buying. So beware of scammy letters, phony tax deductions, shitty services, and make sure that you're investing in stuff that's actually going to move your business forward. So that's all I have for this episode. If you liked it, let your friends know. Share on Instagram. Um, let them know that my rants and raves are super fun. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We'll be back in your podcast app next Thursday for a new episode. Have a good one. Hey there. Before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.